Hi guys, welcome back to my opinion. I hope everybody enjoyed the Super Bowl yesterday. I know that I wasn't really rooting for either team. I mean, I guess San Francisco a little bit because the company I work for is based there. I love that city. It's always been special to me. I think a lot of us watch the Super Bowl because of the commercials. That's always been a thing. And then the halftime show. So let me know what you guys thought about it. Hopefully you're having a great Monday. So welcome back to Maya's Monday Motivation on My Opinion. We are already on episode eight for this relaunch, which is really exciting. And we're going to wrap up the theme of the W's. So who, what, when, where, why, and talking about how that relates to you personally, and then really also translates into your professional life, whether you are a female entrepreneur or a leader or aspire to be one. That's kind of the theme of what we talk about, business, life, and love, but we really focus on leadership. So we've covered all our W's except for when. So we're talking about when today. And surprisingly, when is a question that I have dealt with a lot in leadership and in my personal career in general and just in general in life. You know, last week I was talking about on the podcast where you're supposed to be and you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And I feel like of the W's, when is like part two to where in a sense, because there's a great pressure on all of us as to when we're supposed to do something. So it's an easy transition to talk about where you're supposed to be and then when you're supposed to be there. The question of when, clearly this affects every single aspect of our life. It's not just professional. We start thinking about the whens, I think, at such an early age, probably younger than we should. When should we get married? When should we have kids? When should we buy a house? When should we start a 401k? When should we be making six figures? When should we be financially investing for the future? Planning. When should I get promoted? When do I leave this job? When, when, when? When should I be in in my own career? When should I be an entrepreneur? When do I take the leap? And for those of you who have listened to my interviews with some of the guests I've had on, I always ask that question. When did you know you wanted to do this? Or when did you know it felt right to do this? Well, I think the answer to the question of when should you be here? Or when should I do this? Or when should I do that? Someday? Today? Or when is when it's right for you? So your when is about you. So we're really coming full circle here and reminding ourselves that this is all about you and your timeline. And that's what all these W's really add up to. And I think a good leader, a good mentor reminds us of that because we get really caught up in the shoulds. I am not a stranger to therapy. I've been in therapy since I was in my teens on and off for for different things. I didn't have the easiest childhood. And then obviously those of you who have followed me know over the past couple years after the loss of my brother, I think therapy is very important. The best therapist that I've had, who I still see today, told me years ago that you really need to be careful with the word should. And that has always stuck with me because I think we think we should do this or we should do that, but it's not really about that. It's about creating unrealistic expectations for ourselves. And when talking about when, 
should is a huge word with that. When should I do this? Like it's a part of that question. They go hand in hand. Be very careful with this should because that's creating expectations on other people and then also on yourself. Everybody's different and your timeline for things are going to be very different than the person next door or someone else in your career or field or just the list goes on. To continue down that path of personally sharing, I constantly put pressure on myself in professional ways. I never really put myself under pressure personally. It was more in regards to like work accomplishments or investment milestones. And looking back, I feel kind of eh about it. I wanted to be a director by 30. I had been in the corporate world, so I wanted like that title. Bam, did it, check. I wanted to own a home in my 20s. Bam, did it, check. I wanted to make sure I had a 401k coming out of college and before I was 25 and started to, to build that part of my future. Bam, did it. There were just these very superficial things that I wanted, and I don't really think I knew why I wanted them. And so I didn't even have my whys figured out yet. So I definitely couldn't have the when it was the right time, but I did them. I accomplished it. So I did them. I accomplished it anyway. And I have absolutely no regrets. I was very proud of myself, but what ended up happening was at 30, my life really kind of fell apart. I had this tragedy. I lost my brother. It turned my life completely upside down. Those of you who listen probably know me from this, but I was on this show and I was at this director level job that I loved and my life was crumbling. I resigned from my job that I had wanted for so many years and I thought that's where I was supposed to be. I barely got through doing this show and I also had a relationship at the time out of the show, I met someone and I couldn't even function. I couldn't even be with that person. It wasn't my when or where, any of that, but still everything that I thought I wanted was removed from my life. I made those decisions, but still. So my when was changing. I was rebuilding everything. And with that, I have no regrets either. Because like we talked about last week, everything does happen for a reason. That cliche phrase is totally true. Even our biggest tragedies But when I think about why I feel eh and not so strongly about putting all that pressure on myself with those specific things and when I needed to do this and when I needed to be a director and when I needed to own a home and when I needed to have this in my 401k, my life was turned upside down in an instance. Anything can really happen. That's why I feel very passionately about understanding the all your W's and really getting all of that in a row so your your mindset's right and you're very aligned. I could I was putting all this pressure and stress on myself and those can be very positive things if you have all those other things kind of figured out or you're on your path and you're you're doing some self like development. But I didn't really have a clear direction. I just knew I wanted to like check these things off and I tend to be that way, very goal oriented. Again, I didn't even have my whys figured out. So how could I even have like the when figured out of my life. It's funny though, because I've never allowed that into my personal side of my life. I've never felt like pressure to get married. My relationships that I had in the past, I could never get them past living together or engagement. It didn't bother me because I just couldn't. It wasn't my when, but I was okay with that. I wasn't ready for kids. 
now I have three dogs, not that they're kids, but they're our kids. I could never have seen this when, but I was just very accepting. There was no should. I didn't think I should be married by 30. I didn't think I should have kids by 35. I'm not there yet. Still, I still don't feel that way. I have absolutely no pressure on myself for that. So I find it very fascinating that I put so much pressure on this one aspect of my life. And I feel like every woman that I've mentored or led or has been in my life has pressure on specific whens. Sometimes it's all of these aspects. It's personal, professional, and even additional things that we're not talking about, spiritual. You really can't operate like that. And my personal life has really taught me that and opened my eyes to that. And then also my life completely being turned around at 30 once I check, 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 checked out all these milestones that I thought were going to make me feel so fulfilled. And that's not what's made me really feel fulfilled. Through the, the fall and through going through all of that, I've become fulfilled. Through all of that, I then met my husband and I got married and it just happened very naturally and my when became very apparent. I thought I was like a commitment foe before and I just kind of accepted it and none of that was really true. It it just wasn't my when. And through my personal experiences with this, like that's when my light bulb moment really came through for when. So professionally now I've changed my mindset and just learned to be so much more open about the when and it shifted my life completely. I've done so many different types of jobs at the same type of level, but different areas that I've worked in in the past three years. And it's been so rewarding and has built my professional perspective and leadership perspective in so many ways. I'm very grateful, but I became more open. I would still be trying to check off all these milestones and goals that are not really what matters. Your when is going to be different for every single aspect of your life too, but your when is different than the person next to you. As a leader, because of this, I reflected back and then also have noticed patterns when leading people. There's different types of when people. I've had them report to me. They've been peers too. You know, I have friends. I see this. As you guys know, I like to break things down either into steps or into like personality types. I found in the professional space, these are the when people, right? When am I going to accomplish certain things? Like the checklist person, that's me. (laughs) That is me 100%. I find the checklist person to be one and they get pretty caught up, aka myself, in not enjoying the journey or the present project or what they're going through right now. They fall forward. They don't fall backwards. And I talk more about that in sales and we'll have a cast about that in the very near future. That's one of these people, very task-oriented, but also goal-oriented. I'd probably call them that, goal-oriented. And I think, well, I think you could probably break them up, right, with the checklist. Like, you're goal-oriented or task, and, like, I'm very goal. Like, I want to check all these goals off. So I relate to that person. So those of you out there, I get it, but, like, stop and look and make sure that you're even on the path that you want to be on before you're like, I need to be here at this time. This is when I want to do this. The when am I getting promoted person. This person is very interesting to me because it can go one of two ways from what I've found. I'm curious. Some of you may have different experiences with this. I find that these people can be 
so amazing and they are ambitious and they want to know what it's going to take to get to the next level. I relate a little bit to this, but not as much anymore. What is it going to take for me to become a manager, a senior manager, a VP, a director, whatever their next step is? They want to know. But there's some people that want to do that and just throw it out there and ask for it. And then there's some people that genuinely want to know what steps they need to take and they want that mentoring from you. Those are the people that are going to succeed. The people that are just asking for it are just, they're too much on a timeline, right? They're wanting to check off their when. Okay, I should be this, I should be that, and they're using the shoulds. It's not the ambition. It's more of the, I should be here. So evaluating that kind of person is always very interesting. And I always have kind of a blend within that little subgroup between the two. Then I have the, when I get there, I get there people. Like the steady eddies. We have to have those people a part of our team. I love these people uh, as long as, but they're the people that you also have to keep on track. When I get there, I get there. They tend to enjoy where they are at their present moment in their career. And we need those people on our team. The contributors that just want to be a part of the team. When I get there, I get there. I never understood that mentality until I became a leader myself. And I appreciate those people so much because they help kind of center me as a leader and a mentor. The people that say or show you the when you show me how to get there, I'll follow the path. So these are your people that really want to be mentored. They want to be led. They want to move forward. They want to excel, but they don't necessarily know how to build that path themselves. And this can happen professionally and even personally. You might have someone in your life like this. And what's so great about these people is that they really truly want to move forward and succeed. They just want to be led. On the flip side, if you're giving them the tools to be led and it's not happening, then they become one of these other wins, which we'll get to in a second. Then there's the when I never get there people or like, oh, I don't know when I'll get there. Like, oh, I just don't know if I can get the ifs get a little. uh, It becomes a little daunting as a leader. It's great when you're direct reports, the people you're mentoring, whoever it is, feels like they can confide that in you. They don't know when they're going to get here. They, they should feel comfortable telling you that. But if it's a constant negative pattern, it can feel a little bit like, mm, when are they going to change? When can they change that attitude? You're giving them the tools. So that can be a tricky one. The when I never get there people. Well, you can get there. Let me help you. Let me give you the tools. But they have to be willing to want to do that to change, to grow, or they shift into another one of these types as well. When am I going to grow into my next role, people? I love, 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 love these people because when you start to mentor them or lead them or they join your team, they are typically not the first person to ask for promotion or how they're going to move forward or any of those things. But when you're mentoring them and guiding them or they become very passionate about what they're doing or realize that they're passionate, there's some aha moment for them, light bulb moment, and they want to start to understand where their career path is going. And as a leader, it's always important that you're sharing and talking about that very openly, like where their career path could go. And these people genuinely want a career path. When am I going to grow into my next position? That person is a career path person, but they're doing it in a very like positive way. And they want to understand the steps so that they can understand their when. 
when should they be here, right? When should they be there? But it's your job to remove that should and help them understand that when they're supposed to be a certain place, they will be there when they do X, Y, and Z. This is the one that every leader struggles with in the beginning. The when it's time to go person. This person, it's obviously someone that you either let go or they leave on their own accord. Or maybe something in the middle. You both mutually decide. But this is not always a bad thing. I think we always see this as a negative thing. It's not always a bad thing, especially when you're taking over a team and they are a cancer to the team. They are not a fit for the team. They're bringing the team down. You notice that they're not, not, it's not necessarily that they're not fitting in. They're not positive with the team or they don't know how to take negative feelings or doubts when that person is beginning to just let that trickle too much into the team and affect the team. That's when they start to become the when is it time to go kind of person because there's so many things with the when is it time to go person. Are they really passionate about what they're doing? Is this just a means to an end? Which is it's fine, but if they're not doing this to reach a goal that's important to them, then that becomes a major problem. They need to understand the who, what, when, where, why, and then you can make a decision. I have definitely let a lot of people go. I have had a lot of people leave my teams. When you lead teams of over 100, it happens. It is not my favorite time ever, whether they are leaving on their own accord or I have to let them go. But I think the positive side, and I can always say this, is that when I've had to let people go, they're not surprised by it, which means that we've gone through these conversations. We've gone through the W's. And so we're coming to the when and that's been explored. So it's not a surprise when it's time to leave. What I think bothers me sometimes is that we've had those conversations. And so the feedback is always, I'm not surprised. Then you knew, you knew this wasn't your your thing. I mean, you knew this wasn't a part of your why. You knew this wasn't a part of your passion. You knew this wasn't a part of your journey. And I think every leader goes through that when you're an effective leader and you're effectively communicating to your team on a consistent basis and you've really discussed their when at length and they should know that they're this person. If they don't, then you're not being an effective leader. You really can't control the other side. And I think that's what's so important to understand about that. I love every aspect of breaking down the when. The when am I getting promoted? The when am I going to get there, people? The steady Eddie, like, when I get there, I get there. Those people. When you show me how to get there, I'll, I'll follow. Like, they're on board. Like, that's great. They need to be led. The people, like, I'll never get there. When I never get there. I love turning those people around. I love changing their perception. That's it. I see that as a challenge. And then when am I going to grow into my next position? I think you guys already know how passionately I feel about that person. And remember, it's not always bad to have that person when it's time to go. It's time to go because they need to go somewhere, whether it's working for themselves or someone else or fulfilling some other aspect of their life that fulfills all of their W's. So in my opinion, it's okay to have all these people on your team. You have not led a large enough team if you haven't had all these people on your team or you're not effectively communicating with them if you haven't experienced these kinds of people. 
again, understanding all the aspects of the W's with the team and understanding their their whys and who they are and the what's and the where and the when, tying this all together, it will help them individually grow, not only professionally, but it will carry over into their personal life. And when you're effectively leading and mentoring, you impact people, not just, again, professionally or at work, but you impact their daily lives and it should be for the better. And that's why you want to remove the word should because you will impact them for the better when you're an effective leader, in my opinion. Thank you guys so much for listening to Maya's Motivation Monday on My Opinion. You guys can follow me at My Opinion Podcast on Instagram now. Also on my personal account at Maya Raffler. Of course, on Facebook too at My Opinion Podcast. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks so much.